What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Edison Club podcast. I'm your host, Mike, alongside co-host Austin and special guest this evening, Hydro Pump. Hydro Pump, what's going on, man? Hey, Michael and Austin. How's it going? Uh, thanks uh, for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I've uh, been looking forward to this one for uh, about four months now. So <laughs> glad, uh, <laughs> glad we finally got you on here. So better late than never, right? Yeah. So um, I guess this is a question that I always ask people um, kind of right off the bat is, how did you get into Yu-Gi-Oh? What's your Yu-Gi-Oh story? Uh, this, I had a couple friends that had some cards they gave me growing up, and uh, I think my first card was like Summon Skull. So I, I think I pretty much started right when the game um, you know, came out in the States. and uh, But I didn't know how to play for like a really long time for like, three or four years and then i met some friends that knew how to play and just kind of started going from there and uh my first regional was actually during edison format which is uh pretty crazy that is crazy so do you remember um do you remember the first deck that you played at a regional yes i played machina gadgets that was like the the new deck at the time and everyone thought was bonkers yeah, I remember when that structure deck came out, and I was obviously, you know, a kid back then too. And I was like, Machina Fortress is so busted. Because there was like, when it first came out, I remember people, some people would rule it that you could discard two of them to summon both. I don't know how long that lasted, but it lasted at least a couple weeks. And then they oh, ended yeah. up getting corrected on that. But yeah, I, I definitely took a lot of L's to that deck. Uh, when it first came yeah, out in 2010 uh the internet was still kind of scarce as yeah. far as Yu-Gi-Oh goes anyways so like no one knew anything yeah and it was pretty much just we, people... we were all i'm pretty sure we were all kids at that point still like young teenagers yeah uh so you know didn't really have the funds to make a good deck like i'm pretty sure i didn't have like mirror force or like Cameratech fortress dragon or several synchros i'm pretty sure i didn't have a Brionic at the time so yeah, yeah. it's kind of like rolling with the the budget machina gadget deck that was a uh, three structure decks i remember not having mirror force until structure deck merit came out like 2011 oh yeah because it was, it was like at least a 30 dollar card i think so yeah it was hard to find too because everyone just always wanted them i unfortunately can't sympathize with any of this because i did not start in 2010 or 2011 oh man i think the first deck i played Oh man, Michael at the flea market. I was playing <laughs> the like flea a market. Yeah, it was like Future Fusion, uh send Cyber Dragon, three Genzo Returners, three Genzos, summon three Genzos, activate limiter removal. So you played Machina at home pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, Genzo and Genzo yeah. Returner. Classic. So People you actually played that back then though. So. Yeah, yeah. So you played uh, your first regional. You played with um, Machina Gadgets. When do you feel like Yu-Gi-Oh really just hooked you? Was there a certain time when you just had a big accomplishment, or was it something that you just always enjoyed doing with friends? Uh so I, I always had like uh, friends I went to locals with, like 2010, 2011. Um, I didn't really like felt like I got good till maybe like 2012 or 2014. Um, I started doing well with dark worlds in 2012 like wind up format which is that fall 
So it was after Nationals format, and I felt like the deck was pretty good for that format. And um, 2013, I kind of skipped over because it was pretty much Dragon Rulers. And again, didn't really have the funds for that to you know, buy all those decks for like those couple of formats. So I just kind of skipped out on those. And then 2014, I played Infernity and Shadal, so I felt like that was kind of like my uh, just like picking up and started doing really good at tournaments. Yeah. What are, what's your highest placing at a tournament? If you don't mind me asking. It could be anything. Um so like in person, I got third place at ARG in 2014 with Shadals. Yep. Seeing uh, that so feature that was... match. <laughs> yeah, we all know how that goes. <laughs> um that was with uh Danko Seka, so that card was really cool. And as far as online, I think it was early earlier this year, I believe it was. Uh, I won one of the peak of the beak tournaments with Blackwing. So, yeah, I remember. Uh, as, uh, I remember that. Yeah, so I was. Uh, I actually topped the the first three peak of the beaks. So that's kind of cool. That is. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um. So, what is it about uh, Edison format that keeps you interested in the game? Is it um, the way that the format keeps changing over the course of the past couple years? Is there anything in particular that you just enjoy about this format as opposed to others? Uh, I think there's, there's always this, like, so many interactions, so many decks, and they can all kind of compete. Like, sure, there's some that are obviously better than others, but, like, even, like, the, the rogue decks uh, or lesser decks, I guess you can say, like, they have, like, their niche uh, thing for them, like, where they can just, like, like six sands, for example, they can just like spam like a bunch of dudes with like gateway. Yeah, uh, learned that the other day. The other decks can really do that. So I feel like every deck kind of has like their own play style and have their own special thing that they can do. Um, so it just makes for a lot of fun interactions. And like I've been playing this format for over two years now, and you know it still hasn't really gotten old for me. Like there's still just like so many things to learn. And uh, especially with the the War League, is just like a lot of, you know, people competing uh, all the time and all these tournaments online. And even at Nationals, there's just a lot of good level of gameplay going on. So it's uh, always a fun learning process. Yeah, I can definitely see that. You, um, so you obviously played in the Ultimate Time Wizard Tournament at um, the 2023 Nats in Raleigh. Um, you want to kind of kind of tell us about that? You played dragons at that event, right? Yep, I played the infamous dragon turbo deck. <laughs> yeah, what you're known for? And I guess people were pretty scared for it because Ghost Rider actually won a tournament, uh, a peak of the beak tournament online with it the week before. So people were a little spooked about the dragons. Um, I uh, didn't do the best record, uh, but I actually had quite a few fun matches like where i just was able to get out some crazy situations where i guess people think like oh if you resolve trap those shoot mind crush you win against dragon turbo which i was able to get out of that situation twice and i like dodged like a deck devastation virus so uh and a lot of the matches were pretty interactive i think like the only one that was like a complete blowout was against a hero beat player when i was playing dragons like one of the later rounds is just like he just didn't get the play, but I think Dragons just has like a really good matchup against Hero Beat. So uh, 
You know, it's I know, funny like, you say that because my my first uh, my first loss at the Ultimate Time Wizard event was against Hero Beat. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't I, think I've lost to the deck yet, but um, I I just didn't um I just didn't I hit the uh, I hit the small or well I guess not so small but I hit the percentage of bricks and, mm. but then after that I I literally didn't see another brick hand for the rest of the tournament. It was just in that one match. Yeah, I mean. People like to say it's like a, a brick house kind of deck, but I mean I understand that. But as uh, if you take in context of the format, I think it's just as consistent as the other decks because uh, you can play you can play Black Wings and open three Blizzard or you know you know a bunch of normal summons. You can play uh, Hero Beat and open all your guys. Um, so a lot of decks is, have like that brick potential. You can play Diva Hero and open three Diva. So. Yeah. Yeah. Every deck did has you, its inconsistencies for sure. Yeah. Did you uh did you like the build that you played? Because I know you played, if I remember correctly, you played something similar to Ghost Rider. Um, yeah, Ghost Rider you played like uh Vortex Trooper and Reckless Greeds. Um those were good. Um Reckless Greed, I don't think I I feel like it's only pretty good when you resolve multiple, like two or three, like you probably just win one if you're wanting to resolve one, it's like okay. Um, but I kinda missed the utility of like the other cards that were not in the list, like Giant Trunade, um, potentially Gores or like Prime Material Dragon, like those utility cards actually come up quite a bit because if you're digging for a heavy storm and you can't find it, Giant Trunade would normally be your second copy of Heavy Storm, like a uh, back row cleaner. And then, you know, Prime Material just protects you and Gores also protect you. So there was a couple of weird times where I was like, I'm digging for Dragodia, but the end phase rejuve and I can't find it. So I'm just kind of like left vulnerable. Whereas normally I would have like Gores and Trag. So uh, yeah. it's kind of hard to find that balance of like, yeah, Reckless Greed is a draw card, uh, whereas those other cards aren't. But then you also don't have the utility there when you go through your entire deck. So yeah, I think because you and I talked about, I talked a little bit after our, our, uh, after you bullied me in the peak of the beak match, <laughs> um, um, I'm just messing. But no, we talked a little bit because um, I played Dragon Turbo at the Ultimate Time Wizard event as well. Obviously, you did significantly better than I did. I don't uh, know. But I played. Yeah, I didn't do that. Too crazy. I played. Uh, I played Ghost Rider's main deck card for card. I um, think I did I as well. I changed the side deck up, um, but I felt. I, I'm kind of like you. I, I felt like there was sometimes it was really hard that I was digging for Storm and I couldn't find it or I was digging for Trag and I just couldn't find it because Gores isn't in there and you move Trunade to the side. Uh, I do think the one card that I missed the most um, in the main was definitely Lightning Vortex because I kept playing against Christia Sworn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you just auto lose, you pretty much auto lose game one <laughs> if they get Christia up. Um, cause I didn't have, um, what do you call it? Lightning Vortex. But I think the, I think my favorite card in there, and I know, I know you felt differently about it, but my favorite card in there was the inclusion of the second instant fusion. Yeah. Uh, instant fusion is pretty good. Uh, you said that you felt like it was like really good, but I didn't really need the second one. Um, that much I, I guess the second one came up when i got deck devastation virus and it's just like an extra monster so you can summon red mid but yeah um it wasn't super crazy for me i was i was pitching in a way a lot 
with my rejuve plays. Remember, I, and I did it every sorry, now and again. A lot of times, <laughs> my fault. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Take um, your time. Dragon, Dragon Turbo enthusiast talking over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just go. I, I uh, I'll just go milk some that. wolf somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, you're you're working your way towards being a Dragon yeah, I am, Turbo I am. enthusiast. But um, I remember there was there was sometimes like I just pitched away the instant fusion, but I don't think there was a single time I instant fusion into dark fire to banish to summon red med. I think every time I was going into like a five to to make brio to bounce back everything because I had everything I needed. I I just needed to I needed uh, brio to clear the way for me. Yeah, and uh, I'll just say like one more thing. With the dragon deck, I had like a really cool play where I got mind crushed, trapped up, shoot after I like did rejuve play, and he like I had one card left in deck, and he trapped up, shoot my debris dragon away, so I got two cards left in deck, and he mind crushed two of my red meds, and I had, like a couple cards to add magical stone and like one other card in my hand, so I I had magical stone giant true in my hand, so I true my back row back to my hand. And then magical stone, two of those random cards like like future fusion and something else to get pot avarice back. I was able to activate pot avarice because he put the debris dragon back on my deck, so I have two cards in deck. So now I was able to draw into like what I needed. Um, so that was a, a really cool play, and I was able to win that turn. I think. I think that's actually. I was about to bring up something. I watched one of your games, and I remember walking by, and you had one card in deck. And I, I walked away. I was like, oh, yeah, this is bad. And then I came up to you later. And you're like, oh, no, I won that game. So I guess that was that <laughs> match. And I was like, what? Okay. I never even asked how you ended up winning the game. That's that's crazy. Yep. Uh, that was that was probably like the coolest one I had. That is really cool. For the, the tournament. Yeah. Imagine resolving both of those and still getting OTK. Well, my opponent, he, so that was game three. But game one, he opened Trap Dust Shoot Mind Crush, and I still won. So. Wow. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. I don't think I ever got trap dust shooted. Actually, I only got trap dust shooted one time in in the rounds that I played because I think I dropped the seventh round or something like that. But I, I only got trap dust shooted one time. The only game that was like an uphill battle for me, but it was a really good interactive game. I, pl- I was playing against Value Turbo, and he bottomless one of my red meds, crowed another red med. Um, so I only had one red med left, and it was like the very bottom of my, of my deck. So I was living on uh, Drago in a dream um, and somehow managed to pull that game out uh, because every time he outed the Drago, I, I top-decked another Drago, and I was like, all right, Drago in a dream. Here we go. Dude, sometimes that just works. Like At that tournament we went to the night before Nats, I watched Frazier play Sasha, and in game three, all he did was summon Drago. Playing Dragon Turbo, he just summoned Drago, and then he could just never get over it. And I was like, wow, that card is insane, actually. He's playing zombies. You definitely go the distance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you say it is about dragons that attracts you? You just you like the power level of the deck, or is it just a deck that you enjoy? Well, it's just a a deck I stumbled upon. Just like because I made it like a couple years ago. Yeah. Before I really even knew Edison format, I was just like kind of looking at the cards and trying to see like well there's like there's a good amount of draw cards here super juice legal uh i wonder if something can work and so that's kind of how i just uh there was a tournament back like a couple years ago it was like edison legends that's kind of like when i first top of the deck um 
but I didn't like out leading up to that week of the tournament. I was like, I don't even know if this is a real deck or anything. So I guess it's because I created the deck. I really just like I'm drawn towards it, and I just like the way it functions because I made the deck. Yeah. Um, and in the past, I've been really good with like, I guess deck building like these like, um, draw heavy decks like, or just like combo heavy decks like. In the past, I played Dark World, which draws a lot, controls the game. Uh, Inferno can just kind of pop off, but I kind of liked playing the control game with that deck. And I played Shadals too, which kind of plays similar to both of those a little bit. Just control with Window and can OTK. So I don't know. I just kind of like like those like strategies that's like not like just normal summon guy and set some back row. Yeah. Uh, nothing against those strategies. Just always kind of like the more unique strategies uh for decks do you uh you don't play any advanced format Yu-Gi-Oh now do you no i um so i used to keep up with it um back in the day like i i stopped playing uh advanced in 2016 but i kind of like kept with it up with it online i played online for like the next year uh until like true dracos came out that kind of like ruined it for me um, because I had this cool Yang Zing deck for Zodiac format until like the crazy fusion sub combo came out or got discovered. Then it wasn't so fun, but so yeah, at that point onwards, uh, through about like 2020, I was like, just kind of like kept the eye on the formats to see like, oh, when's the next good format gonna be? When's Yu Gi Oh gonna come back to normal? And it just never happened. So I just kind of, and once the retro Yu-Gi-Oh stuff started popping up in 2021, that's when I kind of got into it. Then I kind of just like stopped looking at the, you know, advanced format stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I just check uh, advanced format stuff to see if there's any Crystal Beast cards that come out because that's all I'm interested in. I do, uh, like, I, I kind of know what like all the decks do in advance. Um, I just don't. Uh, like sometimes I watch my friends play, but that's about the extent of it. The uh, yeah. the new Dark World cards are kind of cool, and you know I want my Inferno Archfiend off the ban list. Yeah, it's funny that you said you kind of stopped after True Draco. Um, my masterpieces are still sitting in my binder, waiting for the day that 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 he comes back. Uh, free my man masterpiece. Um, I just want to play can I, so I can sell them. You know that's fine. You you can have Maxi as long as I can have Masterpiece. Okay, that's a fair trade. I'll, I'll take then that. then I'll I'll go back to Modern if matter if Masterpiece comes back. Bro, I hate I hate uh, True Draco <laughs> even more now that I know that they made Hydro Pump quit Modern Yu Gi Oh. Like as if I didn't hate them enough already. Look, well, like, just dealing I, I hate with, that it... dealing with Zoo was like one thing, but like dealing with Zoo and True Draco is just like okay, it just killed off all the Rogue decks, which yeah. just made it. Not yeah. Fun. Then you had Fusion Sub yeah. like right with that too. Yeah. True Draco was probably my favorite. Um but minus Malefic Skill Drain, that'll always be my pet deck, but past that. Gosh, moving on. All right, well, yeah, thanks for having <laughs> me guys. Uh moving on. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm now kicking Austin from being the co-host. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> so you um you topped a small tournament uh, last week, um, I think it was like a ten or twelve man tournament playing this really crazy sixty card Lightsworn deck. You want to tell us anything about that? Uh, yeah, it's something I kind of thought of 
last week, I believe, and Fraser was having this small tournament on his um, I'm Nerd Podcast Patreon Discord, I guess. Uh, so you guys can check that out. Uh, it's a lot of good content there, but he, uh, yeah, he was having a small tournament. And I was like, hmm. I was just looking at decks I want to try. I was like, I'm a 60 card Lightsworn deck. It was originally 50, then I bumped up to 60 because I just want to put a bunch of stuff in there. Uh, but it was originally that the base idea was, you know, Lightsworn with Fiend Comedian, trying to main deck it and just like abuse it. But obviously, your opponent, you don't want your opponent to have like 15 cards in their grave and you would flip tails or you get you don't get the you do the mill uh effect of fiend comedian and then you just mill out so that's why there's so many cards in the deck um but then like it also has a lot of good synergies i didn't you know really think of too much like where you can just like stick a light sworn monster on the field for turn after turn and just mill through your entire deck and you have a lot of buffer space so that's kind of like the nice thing of 60 cards and crazy enough i was going down to like a couple cards left in deck uh throughout that small tournament too so and that was only like six rounds so yeah it was wow. a it's a really fun deck and I, I think it has some merit being 60 cards like uh you just like the reasons i just mentioned yeah i've played a few games with it the past couple of days i changed a couple things i put um put some shield warriors in there some skill successors to try those and um They've been okay. I think the most broken card I've seen is either Fiend Comedian or uh, Lightsworn Barrier. Some decks can just not deal with like Arcus plus uh, Barrier. It's actually really good. Oh yeah, that was like another thing with just like having like those stall cards like Barrier and T-Roar paired with your Lightsworn monsters. It just makes it so they stick around and mill more and then like, it just lets you get like an easy path to summon Celestia whereas Sometimes you're just kind of like hoping your lights for monster sticks or lives on the field for a turn. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I remember looking in the discord, uh, to see if anyone was talking about barrier and a lot of people had kind of written that card off as, Oh, it's not great. It's pretty bad. So I just kind of was like, yeah, maybe not. And then I saw this list <laughs> and I was like, what the heck, man, why did I never try playing this card? I was the same way with glorious illusion too, which I kind of think everyone was. I thought Glorious Illusion had some potential, but I just never got around to a build of making it. Uh, and then I think two times had that list he topped with with the Graganith or Dragonith yeah. or whatever you say. It. Um, and Glorious Illusion, so I thought those were cool inclusions. It was, it was more like a Lightsworn deck than a JD deck, which I kind of like that you can actually play with your Lightsworn monsters rather than just being like guys you have to get in the grave. And Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of nice. And uh, one card I really like playing is Arcus. Uh, he's really underrated. Just can't target my guys. At yeah, all. yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, I have the list on the screen right now. There's you can see that there's two Arcus in the main deck and then one in the side deck. So this deck takes full advantage of uh, protecting your light swarms from being targeted. Yeah, I'll sign in the third for frogs just because they can't monarch you. Yeah, at all. Um, so. Not sure if I'm gonna have the third one stay in the side or not. I'm just kind of trying it out, but yeah, he was he was pretty good. And uh, I guess one thing with this list is you're less likely to open wolf or draw into wolf, so that's a plus. Yeah, that's true. Playing sixty, you're much less likely to uh, see wolf. However, it seems like I've been seeing charge way more often than I used to, and it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. I'm not questioning it. I mean, it's fine. I'll take it, but. 
it was, it's kind of funny because I had a game like in the finals of this little tournament. I had a game where I opened charge solar recharge Lumina. That's insane. So I went like solar recharge, ditch some random guy, and then charge for Garoth, and I was able to pitch Garoth for Lumina, and just like it went crazy. I actually had a turn. Uh, there's a live stream for this little tournament as well on uh, I'm Nerd YouTube channel. Now I'm probably gonna go through and do a video just like going through those replays because some of them were kind of cool. But I had a turn where I had three Lightshorns on the field and Garoth, so I was able to mill like twenty some cards, but I didn't draw anything off Garoth, oh, which no. I have. Like, oh, I, oh, I was watching that live. Yeah, oh, like, it, was so, it was so terrible. That's the Lightshorn experience, oh. though, for real. He he had a chance to mill six cards. And I didn't see any lacehorns off his effect. I didn't see any wolves either. I don't think so. No. You, Anyways, you didn't uh, get to a wolf. Yeah, I was able to win that game still because I was pretty far ahead. It was a crazy opening, but and uh, just one more quick thing. I played against a video guy the first round, and I milled a bunch of shiny black seas, and it was just game over. So, yeah, shiny black sea is so good. I I tried playing that card for a while. And regular just light sworn, I mean, it obviously mills, but it doesn't mill like the 60 card build does. So oftentimes I found myself drawing it rather than milling it. But when you play a deck that's like just so hyper focused around milling, that card gets really annoying really quickly. Yeah, I think um, I hit Shiny Black Sea when I went Fiend Comedian when you had like a gray fool of like, it was like Plague, Sirocco, Veyu. He had like ten cards in grave. I was like fiend comedian, and it got the, I got the mill effect, and I milled like shiny black sea and some other stuff, and like a wolf. So uh, I was able to mill ten cards and get those off it. So I was like, okay, well this is over. I yeah. still win. Yeah, that card feels so good when you resolve it. I just I hope that the TCG gets the lost art version of that card. I have three OCG commons that I guess I'm going to be playing now. Yeah, it'd be nice to see like a rarity, like a rarity upgrade or something. Yeah. For it. Yeah, we only have the um, uh, old common print. Be crazy if there's like an ultimate for it for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had one game where I like, I was playing as machine plant deck, and he had like dandelion, fortress, and grave, and all this other stuff, and I caffeine comedian his little grave away. So that was uh, pretty Such much lights out for there. Such a good feeling. And you main deck three of it, so it can pretty much happen at any point. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of scary. Yeah. I uh, I had a match where I got soul released for five and had Fiend Comedian and hit the mill effect and then milled <laughs> like 15 cards and put them all right back. Like that has to be so defeating for your opponent. It's like, okay. Nice soul release. Yeah. Um, Austin, do you have any questions that you want to ask? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Bruh, I told you to come up with some questions. We're juiced. Did you? Yeah, did you? No. We started talking about uh we started talking about Dragon Turbo and I, I started I, I think uh I think Karen Hydro Pump talk about um Dragon Turbo kind of just like You kinda just like went up in get, space somewhere. You went back to your true yeah. Draco days and just shut your brain off. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> I went back to my malefic skill drain days and shut my brain off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we can talk about the first time me and Austin met at one of the big boy game tournaments. Yeah, let's talk uh, about that. Yeah, so I was uh, playing, uh, well, 
Let's see from Austin's perspective. Let's, let's see what he has to say. Uh, if you're playing Dragon Turbo, right? I'm I'm actually 90% sure you're playing Dragon Turbo. And I like I walked up just because um I th- was I playing Trap Dragons then or was I playing I was playing no. no. Michael convinced me to play that god awful deck. Come on. Uh, that I'll Chris never touch one? ever. Yes, Christmas one. Michael convinced me to play that god awful deck. <laughs> And I'll never touch that deck ever again. Literally, right after that tournament, that deck left the sleeves and went into my binder to never be seen again. Um, but I walked up and um, I started. I just started making a comment about you playing Dragon Turbo because you were playing Dark, uh, the Dark version with Dark Arm Dragon and all that at, at the time. And um, I thought it was pretty cool. And then you were like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Hydro Pump. And I was like, what i remember i was standing there and in that I, moment I, I there was up. like this silence and i was like austin's like internally fangirling right now he's like losing it on the inside he's, he, t- no yeah he, he was he was visibly geeking out to us yeah, <laughs> me, me and michael walked away and i was like michael that was freaking hydro pump <laughs> i i immediately like i had to my brain had to register who you were and then i was like Holy crap, you were like the whole reason I started playing Edison. That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in that area, so I knew like a lot of people. And I knew Diego growing up and playing cards and stuff. So stopping by and playing at his uh, Edison tournament. Because I kept on bugging him. I was like, yo, you got to do an Edison tournament sometimes. So, oh, yeah, okay. But now he does them pretty often. So um, I like yeah. going up and visiting, seeing some friends. and playing some cards yeah i'll everyone, take this time uh, to do a still, uh, uh oh sorry austin go ahead i was gonna take this take no, a second was... to do a, a quick ad and say that if you're listening to this bbg is having an edison 2k on the 26th of this month so definitely check that out i'll be there yeah shame with me but uh no i think okay. everyone everyone still stops and reads my red meds because i have my red meds in my dragon turbo deck with uh, the ones that you signed. That's pretty uh-huh. funny. Do you uh you remember your second interaction with Hydro Pump Austin? During the stream? We were uh oh. we were co-commentating and I was like, hey, do you want to take over for me? And you just went blank and you were like it was like puppy dog eyes, you're like, Really? <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, go in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were commenting on like silches and cams. Yeah. Page. Yeah. 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 That was like a that was like another another like highlight for I've met so many just like I guess nice but also um just like well known people yeah. uh in the Edison community now. And I think what I like more about the Edison community than I ever did the modern community is your quote unquote like pro players or your really, really good players um are more than happy to to help you out um if if you talk to them and in modern it's just not like that it's just not yeah very different it's also too yeah, like I guess, in, I guess modern's a little more tryhardy yeah guess. yeah and edison like, secret I, tech behind yeah because i know doors. it's like every time i'm getting ready to play dragon turbo in a tournament i'll send hydro pump my list and he'll look over it um, and he might like say one or two things about it. Uh, Ragnar, Ragnar, however you say his name, uh, in the peak of the beak, when I was playing, um, I was playing mausoleum frogs. Was it peak beak? 
no, Pete Beak, I played hybrid Blackwing. Uh, it was the Edison World Championship qualifier. Um, I was playing Mausoleum Frogs. Rognak actually like look, pulled up one of my replays because I'd messaged him telling him that I was playing it. He pulled up one of my replays and then sent me like this long um, like how I how I could have played it better. Uh, and in modern stuff like that just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm on a, a team called Ring of Destruction for Edison format. We've been man, I don't even know how long, at, at least a year and a half, a team together, and we're mostly like the the old head good players for Edison format. Yeah, y'all's team and, is uh, stacked. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're, we're doing okay in War League um, right now, but yeah, most of us are like, we all kind of like identify with the deck for the most part, so if anyone messages us, like, we're more than happy to like, you know, give you advice or anything for a certain deck or whatever so yeah sometimes we, it'll uh, always active on discord it'll take you a little while to like learn usernames with faces because oh yeah like you know you're like i don't know who hydro pump is i don't know who Solchus ruin is i don't know who this cameron saunders guy is like that's all usernames uh, the first time I played against Silchus Ruin, I didn't know it was Silchus Ruin until uh, until Hydro Pump walked up, and then I was like, "Oh crap!" Now I'm nervous because I'm playing against Silchus. <laughs> no but one. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Silchus, like I, that that's when I pulled back out Dragon Turbo, and Dragon Turbo did Dragon Turbo things, and I did not brick, and that poor man just didn't get to play the game. <laughs> no one ever likes yep. my username joke when I'm just like. I don't know who all these people are, and I name off like three people, and I'm like Cameron Saunders, because that's Cameron's Discord username. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's definitely catfishing with the, his profile picture, though. He is. He definitely is. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some Asian K-pop artists on his profile. It almost he's, got me got... like the first time I saw him post a replay, and I was like, "What is this profile picture? What's going on here?" First time I saw it, I was like, there is no way this is a K-pop artist playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure he gets that all the time. You'll be surprised. So, um, looking down the uh, road here, are there any other decks that you want to test in the future? Anything that's kind of caught your eye? Um, so, yeah. I, uh, you know, I've been playing Edison Format for over two years now, and there's still there's like so many decks I want to try and just like I like to be like thorough with like playing decks. I don't want to play it for like one event and be like, okay, done with it. Um, so I played Dragon Turbo for like a long time, just trying to like master it out for like a year or so, and then I played Black Wings. Uh, I like Black Wings a lot because um, it has like it has like a lot of variety and play like you can kind of go all out aggro or you can play defensive really well so it kind of just has like an overall good game plan uh, and then i i did well with value turbo for one of the peak of the beaks which um value's okay um I don't, I don't like setting monsters it's kind of scary because everyone's like uh no one cross out mind control you like i think the last three times i played value in a tournament or like in war league it's I just get knocked and mind controlled like out of the game. I was like, this is crazy. Like yeah, people just a bad open feeling. It. I'm like, so I'm like, do I even want to set monsters anymore? Um, so I, I played like a, in the peak of the big tournament I recently played, I played a 
the hero diva hero beat um i didn't really do much testing so i did like a weird build with bowman i didn't like it that much so i'll probably have to give it another try with like the actual regular stock build to see if i like it and um i'd play this crazy light sworn deck so maybe i'll you know dabble with light sworn some more and at some point i need to try out frogs because i've been dodging frogs for like ever um i always thought it's kind of like a, it has a very unique game plan and style so like just what you're doing is way different from any other decks so it's just something i kind of like strayed away from uh but at some point i'll have to do that and then i'm always looking to you know discover new decks in edison format because uh you know there's just like just so many possibilities and every year there's like some new crazy deck that gets discovered so just uh, always looking out for that yeah i think the deck that's thrown me off the most recently besides this 60 card lightsworn list is the gemini deck i just really never expected someone to make a gemini deck and it actually like be good yeah that deck can go crazy when it pops off yeah for sure yeah also. my uh because my friend i played in the 3v3 big boy gaming tournament and my friend he came back from he, he was just playing this Edison tournament because, well, him and I used to play back in the day, but he just came back and played for fun. And he's like, yo, what is this Gemini deck I'm playing against? I was like, honestly, I can't tell you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like the week after like it got posted online or something. I was like, I don't know what it does. Just kill ultimate offering and hope for the best. And he got like, like lost pretty bad. So, yeah. Yeah. When I, uh, I watched it play for the first time, I just, I saw the guy summon Dark Valkyria. And I was like, okay, well, this is like a wash. You know, this guy's just summoned a Gemini monster. And I came back and it was like Giga Plant, like Black Brute Drago, just like all this madness. And I was like, what is this deck? I'm very interested. But then I saw the price of Drago and I was immediately not interested anymore. Yeah, it went from like a 10 cent card to a 30 or $40 card. So, yeah, alongside Gemini nice Soldier. There. Yeah, Gemini Soldier was like a 10 cent card. Now it's like six, $7 for a common. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, crazy. That is pretty crazy. I do like to see all the uh, all the new ideas that people come up with. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think so, my favorite one right now is the the Norlaris Veyu Turbo. I love that deck. That deck is so fun. I uh, I dabbled with that a couple years ago, um, like Magical Merchant style instead. Yeah, that's the one I'm playing right now. Is with Magical oh. Merchant. Yeah, it can it pops off really good when it like See, does this thing. You would I I'm just convinced you can't play that deck on DB because every time I flip merchant, I mill two cards and then I get a spell card and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I only play two spell cards. And I'm just like, like okay. I'm just like I'm summon, just gonna summon Tsukiyomi and then uh do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Busted. Um, so what would you say your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh deck is? Not necessarily just Edison format, but do you have a favorite deck just all time? Um, I think I identified the most with Infernity just because I stuck with the deck for so long. Just I played it in 2010, uh, 2011 for a good chunk. Um, and then I, when the Lavalvo chain came out, I played it in 2013, 2014. So that's pretty much like three to four years of playing Infernity. And the deck changed like a good amount throughout all those years. Yeah. Uh, so 
I was always like the Inferni guy or uh like my my favorite decks are like Inferni, Dark World, and Shadows and a couple others in there as well. I guess I guess you can say Dragon Turbo now too. Yeah. Um, but I always really like the dark decks, the attribute decks for some reason. They just kinda they're always like really strong and you know bully the other decks. Yeah. So. Dark really is like the best attribute. Like all the dark monsters are just so good. Yep. Uh so that's kinda like what where I uh identified as uh growing up as Inferni. It was actually uh my first YCS. I uh I got I was playing Inferni at the YCS Charlotte back in twenty eleven. And I was still like a kid at this point, so I didn't know anything. It was my first YCS. My friend's like, yo, there's this guy who has foreign Inferni Archfiends. Um, and he's trying to get rid of them. I'm like, okay. And like everyone's like, well, this is crazy about foreign cards back then for some reason. So I was able to get these foreign Archfiends from this guy. And he happened to be Billy Brake, which I didn't oh, wow. know who Billy Brake was at the point. At that point. But he had like a, he had like a posse of people around him. Uh, which was just kind of funny, and then I think he got like third at the YCS or something. Yeah, like who is this guy? Why is he so important? And what, yeah, and that was like <laughs> right before he went back to back winning in Tengu format. So pretty cool. Wow, yeah, that's wild. I uh, at the at twenty twenty fourteen regionals, or I'm sorry, twenty fourteen nationals. Remember one of the guys that I traveled with there uh, was playing against someone. And I walked up and I was just specifically watching his side of the table. And I noticed that he kept like, you know, trying to get me to look at his opponent. And I looked and it was he was playing against Billy Brake. So I was like, that's that's really cool. You know, come all the way to Detroit and play against Billy Brake. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing about that national is uh I uh so I was really high rank on D B or dueling network at the time, uh with Infernity. I think I was like top five or something. And I was unfortunately on a family vacation that weekend of nationals. I really wanted to go, but I couldn't because of family matters. So I just, yeah, just grinded, you know, dueling network at the time. And so I was doing really well with Infernity back then. I still have some screenshots of like crazy fields. I think I, I took the maxi challenge when my opponent had like 15 cards left in deck and it was like a really long game and I decked him out that turn. So that was like, something funny i had like a hundred people watching that was when people were like super hyped about like dueling network and stuff yeah those uh days so it was pretty cool that is cool um would you what would you say your favorite card is um uh, you know infernity Arch infernity Arch yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that, he's free that's right he's, he's the guy yeah yeah um i guess if you say like favorite spell card or something maybe card destruction just because i use it it was pretty much like always GG and yeah. Well, a couple of my decks now, Dark World and I guess Dragon Turbo, just like you pretty much just win when you activate that card most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so you just go plus and you dig through your deck. Um, just like always crazy, but yeah. Uh, but I guess before when I was playing Edison format at the time in like twenty eighteen or twenty two thousand eight or two thousand nine, I I grew up playing like. Morphtronics, so I really like the Morphtronic deck growing up. Yeah, I need to get back to it and like make like a solid like Morphtronic list. I think I made like a list for it earlier this year. I made a video for it. It was it was kind of funny. It it actually wasn't too bad, but um, 
yeah, just need to work on a little bit. So it's kind of like using like Robin Goblin and Mortronic Gordon to like get some pokes in. Did you see? Uh, I think I can't. I think it was in one of Keegan's eight mans, uh, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, but there was someone who uh, almost made it with uh, Morph Morphtronics. Uh, almost won the eight man with Morphtronics. Uh, yeah, man, I, it can certainly. I win. like watched it. I, when I was watching it, I I like looked down and I saw three cell phones on the field, and I was just like, "How do you lose?" Because cell phone is, I, I mean, cell phone is just really good for that deck. And if you get three on the field, you're never you're never down in cards. I would be yeah, so the, scared if I played against that deck. I have no idea what any card any card in that whole deck does. They're they're kind of underrated. Um, Silphon's like the the guy that spams everything out. So yeah. I, I have super Silphon's for like ten years now. So Turbo Pack supers. That's cool. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's, that's my guy. Um, too. Uh, so yeah, the deck I used to like have like crazy OTK lists growing up playing that deck and uh so that was a really fun playing and so yeah that was kind of like my kid deck yeah growing up you got to uh put together a list and top with it calls that calls a buyout yeah. on them <laughs> buyout on cell phones that would be coming your way that would be crazy yeah just just do us a favor and let us know whenever you're going to enter a tournament with morphtronics so we can all go buy cell phones yeah let us know <laughs> before like, it starts a couple hours ahead of time don't want another uh, black brute drago on our hands yeah i i think uh something that's a little underlooked in edison is like the monsters that can just like just spit out like something like turn after turn like Sylphon, for example gigaplant uh like a lot of the rogue decks have monsters that can just do that or cards that can do that just like spit out like an extra guy which if you're able to like just like plus one your opponent every turn doing that like you're gonna probably win so uh, yeah, something to look after. Yeah, I think seems... I think a lot of the rogue decks have like good potential to like actually do something. Seems like format. every time I've ever seen Giga Plant survive, like come out, bring back a guy, live to the next turn, the game almost just always ends. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of doing something similar with the the Lightsworn thing. Like, you know, if Lumina sticks around for a turn with yeah. Lightsworn Barrier or something like that, then kind of in trouble yeah so. lumina just starts just reviving whatever you need in that situation yeah, yeah. so you just go plus 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 and uh yeah and then we're kind of just like stuck in a format of like hero b value black wings like everyone knows what those decks do so like frogs you can add in there too we, we know what all four of those decks do what every card they run is pretty much uh in everyone's deck so like if you run come out with something like crazy that no one knows what's going on. Like you have a really good surprise factor because everyone's used to playing against those decks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of decks that, that definitely get overlooked because people kind of tend to hyper focus on the best decks, which most of the time you would, but sometimes you can just get clobbered by something you don't expect. Like I got really badly to owed at a tournament a few weeks ago by six samurai. I was playing frog hero and I just got demolished. Bruh. That Macro Cosmos deck that I played in the Edison World Championship Qualifier, that deck was scary. 
I, I, I couldn't get D Fisher off the field. And when I did, he had another one waiting. And you just can't do anything. And Guardian Yada is so one. big. He said, What are you going to do about the second D Fisher? Dude, it was, I was just like, there was nothing I can do. Um, and DD Survivor with uh, Macro or D Fisher is just like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get over it. So I, I got a question for you guys. When and how did you guys get into as a format? Okay, uh, Michael, uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, so pretty much, I remember like the first time we really started playing was that YCS in Raleigh, uh, like last last fe- February before last was when we first started playing. We played like very like historical deck lists obviously i feel like most people do that when they get into the format and i'd kind of just not been liking the direction that modern was going in for a while and i was like okay well i can play both you know i can take a break from modern play edison when i want to vice versa and i found myself playing edison only um after i'd kind of gotten a little used to the format and eventually i was just like you know this is awesome because I can build as many decks as I want to. They're all relatively cheap for the most part. And they're never going to like get rotated out or get powercraft or whatever because the format's locked. So I ended up just completely just casting modern aside, primarily just focusing on Edison format. I bombed, just completely bombed like the first like four or five tournaments I went to. 0 and 4, 0 and 5, you know, didn't beat anybody, lost to the worst players in the room. And then one day it was kind of just like something just changed. Um, and started little by little, you know, it was like 12th place, ninth place, you know, just kind of just moving up a little bit at a time. And that was when I noticed that it was being in a locked format where I could take longer amounts of time to learn the format and get more reps in. I was actually starting to get better at Yu-Gi-Oh, which was something I never felt like I was doing when I was playing modern because the game changes so quickly. You can be completely caught up one week, new set comes out, whole format changes, back to the drawing board, restart. And for me, you know, that always kind of, the the goalpost just kept getting further and further away. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy Edison just because I feel like it's just a place that I can improve. Um, I'm lucky enough to get to play with some of the best players that play the format. Like most of them are in North Carolina or surrounding areas. So, yeah. Um, Austin, you want to... Uh, Tell us about your Edison experience. Yeah, so mine was, uh, I remember I would just finish like a Modern Locals. Uh, I think I started maybe a few a few weeks earlier than Michael. Um, and someone was trying to convince me to uh, play Edison. And I was just like, I, I was not sold on it. But then Michael can tell you the one card that I've been known for out of our locals group is and my favorite card will and for always will be skill drain. Yeah, Austin um, doesn't like cards that let his opponent have <laughs> even the smallest ounce I, of fun. I don't like my opponents to have fun, but I like to have fun. And so if my opponent's That's not having I'm fun, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, so skill drain is like my absolute favorite card. I still have, when the Lost Start skill drains came out, I immediately bought three off the bat. Uh, I had turbo pack ones forever. Um, but someone was just like, well, you could play uh, one of the one of the really good decks in the format. And at the time, Hero Beat was doing 
really well and there's like it plays skill, it main deck skill drain and i was just like all right i'm in um so i, I played a couple tournaments with uh with hero beat and playing skill drain and it just like i did i did okay in a and the local edisons that we did uh in mount airy which were very small and all of us were still learning so it wasn't like a high level of gameplay at all uh and then that's that's actually kind of like shortly after that i found dragon turbo i actually found your dragon turbo list and i played that for i got almost a full year before i even switched decks um which is the first time i had ever i think the only reason i started doing good decent at tournaments like every now and again i'd get a top four where before i wasn't doing that at all was because edison format was the first time that i actually found a deck that i really liked and i stuck with it and i didn't i didn't change uh from that deck at all um now since then i've done it a little bit but that's kind of like when i started was i was told i could play skill drain and i was just like all right i'm in um yeah i remember uh the day fraser posted uh the podcast one of the first podcasts with dragon turbo and i looked at it and i was like this deck looks like something Austin would like, you know, like your opponent doesn't get to do anything. You just heavy true nade, summon a bunch of guys. So I sent it to him and I was like, this looks like your deck. And then I guess it was. Yeah, I, I remember because I remember talking to Michael about Edison. Uh, and like I said, at the time, I was just like, whatever deck I play in Edison, it's got to have two skill drain in it. Otherwise, I'm not playing it. <laughs> and I was starting to get really bored with Hero Beat because Hero Beat's good, but it is just it's not for me that deck is so boring to play now the diva hero beat i haven't played that so i can't talk about that but just like standard has a, hero has, beat. has slightly little more spice to it <laughs> yeah just a regular diva hero beat i was getting so bored and michael sent me dragon turbo and i was just like all right i'm gonna give this a try literally went and bought the entire deck as cheap as i could get it because uh, like michael i could build a bunch of decks for super cheap figure out what i like and I, you know, he, Michael was over the course of our friendship, Michael has always told me what deck I would like the most. And, um, I've always just kind of stuck with that deck, um, <laughs> uh, because Michael knows me better than anyone else. So whatever deck he says that I, that he thinks is going to be me, I've ended up either doing really well with at some point, or I've just been sticking with for a long time to kind of like learn the ins and outs of it. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. So when that, what year did you guys get into that? Like last year, I guess. We, uh, we probably slightly dipped into it in like December of 2021. And then we really started playing in like maybe oh, okay. the spring of 2022 was when we first really got in. And there weren't really tournaments anywhere nearby for yeah. a while. And I think, I think that summer is when they started having like switch tournaments at the locals like 45 minutes away from us yeah i i think that's about right so you guys started about a year after i've been playing yeah so it's, it's cool that it's been sticking around for so long and uh you know go format still here so uh i think Edison's here to stick around considering it's just like a lot more decks and yeah variety i guess yeah you can uh play so I think it'll be here for a while, at least I hope so. I'm really enjoying it, feeling like I get better, you know, after every game I play, which was something I never really felt like I had before. Oh, yeah, it's definitely really rewarding. Like, again, I've been playing for a couple years now, and, like, like even um on Fraser's like, stream or a little tournament, uh, 
this past weekend, like I was playing this crazy Lightsworn deck, and I had a turn where I was like, uh, I had three Lightsworns in grave, or I had two Lightsworns in grave. I had like a Monster Reincarnation in hand, Cold Wave, JD, and or I didn't have JD in hand. I had like Gores. I'm like, hmm. So I like Reincarnation something away to get JD back, and then my Jane went to the grave. I dropped Gores that turn, and then I drew Lila. So I was like, I went Cold Wave, summon Lila, crash into Catastor, get fourth name in grave, and summon JD, blow up the field. Um, and I was able to win that game because I was really low on life points and like several cards behind. Uh, so I was pretty pumped about that win. And so, yeah, this is like a, it's a lot of fun and things to learn and cool interactions. Um, yeah. And like the thing that's really nice about it is that it has a really like easy entry level, whereas like modern Yu Gi Oh! is like you have to read like a, a total textbook of card text, pretty much. It's like, it's yeah. like reading like a tech manual, probably, um, or a textbook, uh, where it's in like it's like two lines per each card effect. And you're like, okay, um, so it's relatively simple entry level, but like this, like to like master each deck is like really like I I don't even think I master like any decks yet. Well, maybe except for like Dragon Turbo, but like Black Wings is still people like to bust on Black Wings, but I think the deck can be kind of hard to play. Uh, to some extent, it's a little more forgiving. I'll give it that to like other decks because like it's just pretty strong. Like whirlwind, dad, GG, yeah, um, Icarus attack. Um, but like all of the decks have like a really high like master ceiling, which is something I uh, enjoy a lot. So you can s- stick with the deck for like a year. You can jump around and see what you like. Uh, there's just like a lot of different ways you can kind of like just do the format so yeah that's pretty cool yeah i've noticed too like a lot of learning the deck is like you can learn what the cards do and then you have to learn like the game inside the game like the the mechanics yeah. the rulings you know what can i do to you know kind of swing the game in my favor the unknown things um and also like the odd interactions that make or break games from what i've seen is like you know, it could be something that's never come up before, but just seeing it, you know, can win you a game, even though it might be something that just comes up from time to time. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, like, I'm pretty sure everyone misplays it's, like, at least, like, once a match or, like, every tournament. Like, it's, like, really good players misplay a lot. Um, like, where's this, like, and there's, like, a lot of hind stuff, hindsight stuff, where it's, like, oh, man, like, if I thought of this like where I normally wouldn't think of this, then like I could have won the game. Yeah. So you try to keep that in mind for your uh, future matches and stuff. So you just kind of like store those things, like keep them in mind. Uh, So that always happens. It doesn't really matter what deck you're playing. It's just like, there's always like a potential for you to win no matter the match pretty much. Like sure you get sacked sometimes like haha, brink tool, don't shoot dad or whatnot. But like most matches it's like, like there's like good chance like there's an opening there for you to win uh so it's like this like always rewarding once you like hit that opening and you you see that play and you know win the match so um yeah the format is like just really fun yeah yep definitely going to keep on playing it we are 
We are the Edison Club, so until we become the Tengu Club, we'll still be the Edison Club. <laughs> so I, I've been seeing a lot of hype about Tengu recently. Is there like a a, a following for that now, or because um, like I don't know before I got before I got into Edison, I was briefly playing Tengu like on format library, like because I got in the Tengu format, I was like, oh, I'll play Inferni and Tengu, and then I was like, was there one hyping up this Edison format ballot? And then I kind of got into Edison, and I was like, oh. It was kind of funny. I, I kind of had the same realization for Edison that most people do. I was like, all these decks suck. Like, why, yeah. would, why <laughs> do I want to play these, like, bad decks? Like, in the context of the format, like, they're not bad decks, but, like, outside of that, like, if you were to put Blackwings against probably any other format deck like their best deck like blackwind's just you know, blown out of the water yeah um so but yeah that's kind of like where i started with retro Yu-Gi-Oh! anyways which was tengu format i actually just built uh sylvan for hat format so i think we're going to dabble in that some i really did enjoy playing that deck way back when yeah sylvan's is a a pretty hard deck to play yeah it's that's it like a lot of like because you have to worry about like what you're stacking and putting on top of your deck and how you want to sequence your cards and so like that was like that was like one of the combo decks like that and Infernity back in the day were like the combo decks and of course I played the other combo deck which was the Infernity yeah yeah uh, Michael, so, you know what my favorite part about hat format is probably something to do with skill drain or something else to generate I get to play <laughs> Malefic skill drain again yeah. Yeah, uh, figured that. <laughs> What's Might skill well. drain in that format at? Is it at three or two? Um, it's at. Least I don't know two. actually. Yeah, I think it's, it's or, at least two. One. I think it. I don't remember. In 2014, when I when I played that regional, it was at three. Yeah. Hmm. It might well, be it a three. three I don't remember. But yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, was like at, it was. It was at three, yeah, yeah. As far as like my favorite like retro formats, it's like not not in order, but like I like Edison format a lot. I like uh September twenty third or twenty twelve uh wine format with that was like the shot clock format, but um yeah, that format's pretty fun and I pretty much like all the formats in twenty fourteen, like fire water format, um Hat format, um, the format with like BA and Chadals and all that stuff. So like, I really enjoyed like that whole year of Yu-Gi-Oh. And then I kind of briefly like the, I probably liked it too much. Uh, it was the Monarch format, like Nationals format, twenty sixteen. Um, where people are playing BA still, and then Monarchs and like Cosmo. Those were the decks. Yeah, Dude, I was a big fan Cosmo. of Cosmo. Cosmo was my jam. Yeah, it was the first deck you ever played that wasn't just like completely degenerate either. So, gold medal. I uh, look. I won some games with Cosmo that I had no business winning. <laughs> you did. It's, I, it's kind. It's kind of I, funny though because like the Monarch matchup against that deck is just, like so OP. Like, I think I went like I I played at a regional, got my invite with Monarchs right before Nationals, and I went like. It was like one of the late rounds. So I'm like playing as Cosmo. I'm like, um, Stormforth, your guy, someone manages Fiend. And he's just like, yep, I lose. <laughs> That's it. I was like, oh, yep, that was, that was it. That's all it took. 
I was like, okay. So there was a, there was a time when uh, Michael and I really couldn't like we there was a lot of cards like the expensive cards like and Cosmo had Farm Girl and Dark Destroyer that was expensive. So Michael and I went in together to buy yeah. Cosmo. We each owned one half of like, the Cosmo deck. That's yeah, funny. so we like we like flip flopped using it, and I went to go pick it up from his house one day for a locals tournament, and I won the locals, and I gave him the deck back, and he was just like, "I need the emergency teleports," and I was like, "I didn't take any cards out, so I won that whole tournament without emergency oh teleports <laughs> in the deck." It was like, like three, right? Yeah, it was, it a, was three. a three. I was like, "Well, I guess guess you don't need it." <laughs> but I will not, Michael. I will not ever let that regional go that i should have gotten my invites yeah um, you okay we, we'll, we'll go over we this took... really quickly i'll give i'll give the backstory and then we'll we'll wrap <laughs> this thing up so okay pretty much um i always mess with austin it's my favorite thing to do in the world um austin was getting ready for this regional he's going to play cosmo and i was like how are you going to feel austin when you you're on the bubble it's the last round you sit down you play against evil swarm and you lose to Evil Swarm and don't get your invite. And I guess I manifested oh that God. into existence because he got paired down against an Evil Swarm guy who had only won like twice the whole day. Nothing. No, no, he didn't win anything. <laughs> he didn't win anything. He was literally no. We were going into round four, and this man hadn't won a game all day, and I'd only lost one round and somehow got paired up against him. I don't know how that happened, but he was he was my second loss that that day. And yeah. I was so mad. Yeah, I don't make those jokes anymore because I'm kind of scared of what could happen. Because this he is like 20, 2016, right? Is Cosmo? Something like that. Yeah, so he Evil Swarm out of the picture a minute. Had, uh, he won the die roll, opened up uh, Ophion, and uh, then the Infestation Pandemic card or whatever. And I just sat there and looked at my hand. And I just picked up my cards and signed the slip, and I was just like, "You got it, man. There's no okay. way I can win this I, game." I have like a super quick story. Yeah, of course. That kind of, I thought of because of that. Uh, so you guys were mentioning like speaking into existence, and I, my friend was playing. This was like 2011 format, and my friend's playing uh, like agents or something against some deck, and this guy had like a full board and one back row, like all monsters and one back row. And my friend goes dark hole, and this he's playing as a little kid. And it was that locals. So the kid like starts like scooping up all his cards, like picking them up. I was like walking by, I was like, Starlight Road. And like I didn't I don't know what the set card is or anything, but the kid's like, wait, I have a response. Oh no. And he just slowly flips up Starlight Road. And my friend's like, What the heck, man? I was like, I didn't know it was Starlight Road. <laughs> Cause he was just like in the middle of scooping up his cards. He's like, Wait, I have a response. I was like, What in the world? You're like, what the heck? So, that that yeah, probably made so. that kid's day. He's probably still telling that story. Yeah, let's get my him friend on the podcast lost because of that. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. let's do it. That's insane. Okay, guys. Well, we're at a little over an hour, so I guess we'll start winding down here. It's been been fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, thank you to everyone uh, who's listening to this, and make sure that you uh, check out Hydro Pump's channel on YouTube. It's uh, what's your is your username Hydro Pump Yu Gi Oh? Is that right? Yep, it says Hydro Pump Yu-Gi-Oh. I'll make sure I put the link to the channel in the uh, description below. So, any closing comments from more, you guys? Just plan on doing some more uploads. But thanks for having me, you guys. Having me on the channel, guys. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys and meeting you guys at the NC tournaments and getting to interact with you guys. Yeah, definitely.
All right, man. Well, I guess we will see you on the 26th at the next BBG 2K. Cool. I'll see you guys there. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening.